What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen back here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. And this is exciting because for the first time, we're going to actually talk about real concrete games, not a season-long projection, breakdown, anything like that. Because joining me on the other end of the Blast Radius Coffee Hotline, I have Eric Williams from SDFNL Magazine. And we're here to talk about the SDFNL Kickoff Classic. The 16th and 17th of August, there's going to be a bunch of games going down. How have you been today? How's your summer been? Hey, I'm doing good, Christian. I appreciate it. Um, you know, enjoying uh, a little bit of time off working summer school uh, out here in the special needs classroom with K through five kids and um, enjoying the time, uh, you know, but uh, getting fired up here for uh, summer to move along and for us to get into the get into the fall and uh, watch some football here. Well, it starts to it starts to feel real about this time of year. You start seeing the tweets coming out of coaches unpacking boxes of helmets, putting decals on. Uh, for as much as social media can be a, a negative and a, a little bit of a hellscape at times, it does help right about now get you just that like, Give me a little bit. Give me a little something, something. Help me get fired up. Help me get through the last, like, week stretch of just no football. Uh, so I'm fired up. I'm sure you are equally as fired up. Let's talk about the SDFNL Kickoff Classic. This is uh, – how many years of this has this been now? This is this has been going on now for a little while. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, fifth year um, in a row. I mean, I believe. Um, I know that they're actually, you know, collecting. It's, 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 it's a food drive. Um, so I believe, I don't know if it's, it might've been longer than five years. I'll have to talk to Ruben about that, but I know for the last five years, um, they've been bringing in, uh, food items every year, um, to the, to the game. And so that's awesome. Um, uh, Kimberly Castillo from San Diego food bank said, uh, last year told us that it was one of their top food drives for the 2018 year. Um, so yeah, it's more than just some preseason football. Uh, SDFNL is reaching out to the community a little bit, you know, and um, trying to gather food for the food bank. And um, I got some numbers here. You'd be amazed at uh, how much food that they've collected over the last couple of years. I mean, please share us all the numbers you got. Um, I'll just kind of fill in people. What this is is it's a it's it it's a two day extravaganza of scrimmages to get the games to get the season you know sort of kicked off with a little gusto but it's also like he mentioned an opportunity to come in and donate a can of food that is the price of admission so it's feel good all around so uh any numbers you have uh, we would gladly be wowed and impressed by them yeah yeah i mean let's start at the low end 2014 um you know ruben and montel uh, Alan, uh, you know, brought this together and, and they brought home, uh, uh, 1. 1,274 pounds of food, um, in, into, uh, the food bank, which that's about, you know, almost half a ton. And as the years went by, um, they kept bringing in more like 2015, another half ton, but 2016, uh, they got up to 1400 pounds of food. Um, fast forward to 2017, I know their goal was to get a ton and they were like right on it, 2,100 pounds of food they brought into the food bank. And, um, last year was phenomenal. Um, like I said, Kimberly Castillo said it was one of their top food drives uh, for the year. They brought in over 4,000 pounds 
Oak can food for those in need, which equivalates to your calculator really quick, 2.2 tons of food into the San Diego Food Bank Forest community. That is insane. Congratulations to all of you guys for putting on such a great event. So this year, I'll give people a rundown of the games that are going on. The uh, the first day of games, the 16th, you've got Hilltop versus La Jolla. Then the next day, you can come back out for Kearney versus Imperial, Coronado versus Montgomery, La Jolla Country Day versus Mountain Empire, and Lincoln versus San Marcos as the nightcap. So a pretty amazing slate of games, uh, both days to get this season going. Yes, sir. Uh, on Friday, you got that night game with Hilltop and La Jolla. Um, you know, La Jolla's heading into a, a new season. Um, you know, they got a couple guys out there looking for a quarterback spot. Um, Diego Solis and Jackson Stratton will be out there uh, battling it out on the defensive side. You got senior Jack Wise and junior Max Smith um, slated to lead that unit up there. Wise is coming off the season with 65 talk, tackles, and um, Smith out of, came out of Max Smith came out of like 69 tackles in the secondary guys like Finn Rice and Aiden Trudeau um La Jolla is going to play Bishops this year um they have a tough tough schedule I believe um they're playing Lincoln uh University City they're going to go against Gunner Gray uh so they have a tough season ahead Hilltop um last year they were 4-0 in the South Bay in the Metro South Bay um early lost to Morris in the first round uh playoffs in the D3 um came to uh you know, grab some more wins this season. Uh, they lost their big quarterback over there, so they're going to be uh, looking for uh, another uh, quarterback in, in that situation to come through. Um, they've got a couple of running backs. Uh, uh, they lost as well to graduation. They lost Jeremiah Serrano last year. Um, but defensively, uh, they also lost a couple players. So, But look for them to reload up this season, and um, that'll be a good first game to check out. And um, that'll be at 7.30 on Friday night. And where will these games be played? At Hilltop High School. All of them, the Friday night and the Saturday game will be at Hilltop High School. That is a um, really easy and convenient school to go watch a game at. You just head 805 straight down to the H Street exit. You take the, the west. You're going to get dropped off. I mean, you'll be. it's one of the easy schools to find. It's right off the freeway, right at that exit. Plenty of parking. So, I, I mean... No criticism to certain schools in the county, but it, it can be a little bit of a daunting process when you look up on the maps where you're like, oh my goodness, I got to make my way all the way back into this venue in the middle of nowhere. Hilltop is a great and yeah. easy place to go check out a game, a, a relatively new field. I mean, it took them long enough to get it, so they got a nice facility out of it. So definitely worth checking out. Game two, or day two, uh, However in-depth or short you want to preview each of these games, let's start with your take on Kearney versus Imperial. What's a little bit to be excited about there? Oh, man, Kearney, uh, that's, that's a great team to watch. Um, I don't know much about Imperial, but I know um, I've spoken with uh, the Kearney coaches over there. Um, you know, they're led by offensive coordinator uh, Verlaine Batofe from Team Akasi, who's an awesome mentor and an awesome coach. Uh, Will, Will Gray has uh, really taken the team to new levels over the last four or five years. Um, and they will be led this season by uh, Madison transfer Mario Alves over there, which will be interesting uh, to see him in that high-powered uh, office over there. Um, they're going to need somebody to replace Kenyon Williams over there who threw 5,000 yards, you know, passing a 66 touchdown over his career. 
Uh, Nico Estrada will uh, lead the way over there at the running back position for the Comets, um, which is nice. And they got a couple other great groups of running backs over there, including Caleb Berry, uh, wide receiver core. Uh, we'll have to replace a, a bunch of yards and touchdowns last year. Devontae Fleming's going to play slot over there. He's a playmaker. Um, you know, Latofi's telling me he'll be a household name by the end of the season. Um, he missed his sophomore season with the torn ACL, but he's worked hard to get back. Uh, they got a three-year starter on the line over there, Cypress Sethem Hill. I love that name. 6'3", 305 pounds. He'll anchor the line over there at Kearney who returns five starters, Anthony Watkins, Jeremy Mondragon, Cedric Wells, and Andrew Venero. They're going to be great. They'll be nice on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, free safety Anthony Daniels is a three-year starter. Linebacker Josh Riliano, um, you know, all league last year as a sophomore. And then the, the big the big, uh, big guy over there, Olin Kazad, 6'3", 195, going to be one of the top DBs in the county, uh, Anthony Reyes. Uh, we'll be over there in the D-line. And so basically you're looking at Owen Kazad. He's uh, BYU is offering him. Cypress Hill is getting some a bunch of D1 teams on his uh, radar. Uh, Khalid Hassan getting a ton of interest. And uh, Anthony Daniels, Anthony Watkins, and, of course, you know, Mario Alves will have uh, some scholarship offers by the end of the season. Um, so that's a team that I would uh, check out. You know, I'll jump in, on, if you don't mind, on the Imperial yeah, side of things. And, and folks, uh, it seems almost like a broken record. We're only two games in, but this is another team where the quarterback has graduated and they're looking for pieces on the offensive side. So it's a, a scrimmage is a chance to check out maybe something new there. But defensively, uh, last season, 26 sacks for the Imperial defense. Only one guy with two sacks has graduated from that defense. So 23 of their 26 sacks returning. The, the big guy to watch for, though, is Tanner Travis. Get to know this name now. Sophomore inside linebacker last season, he had seven and a half sacks and 109 solo, or 109 total tackles, 81 of them solo. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, you know, the, the Imperial, Imperial, Brawley, El Centro, a lot of these schools they are harder to get a ton of, of hype about necessarily because it, it, it's admittedly, it's a little out of sight, out of mind type mentality. But in the last couple of years, we have seen Casey Klein come out of Brawley, go to play linebacker yep. at uh, Boise State. We've seen San Diego, Santiago De La Torre, who was the quarterback last year for the Blue or for the Imperial Tigers. He's now playing minor leagues for the Blue Jays. A, a lot of athletic talent comes out of there. So, Definitely uh, be on the look just if you're trying to be a, uh, a, a an in-the-know sports fan. Go know, t- go get a chance to watch Tanner Travis. I mean, if you're already going to be down there, why not check them all out? All right, so the next game, Coronado versus Montgomery, a pair of programs that over the last couple of years have been on the upward trend. Freddie Dunkel in his second year at Montgomery. Coach Hines, I believe this is his third year at Coronado. What do you see in that game? Well, you know, for Montgomery, uh, Adrian Brissena leads returners. He had 48 tackles last season. Um, you know, he's a 5'10", 190-pound linebacker. He'll anchor the defense. Under the center will be junior Alexander uh, Dixie. He's a, he's a dual threat kind of quarterback, make plays with his feet. Um, he can be dangerous, you know, not open field, obviously. Uh, wide receiver, Zach, Zach Pearson, 5'11", 180 pounds. Xavier Brown, Jaheim Williams. Uh, Christian Venegas, uh, those are some awesome guys um, who can you can catch the ball. 
and uh, get in the end zone. They'll mix it up a little bit there. Uh, the line will be anchored by uh, Angel Lemieux, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds. Um, you know, he'll Woo! be the key to that unit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll like, like NFL type body type. It seems like uh, there. You know what I mean? Um, they'll be matching up with Kearney on September thirteenth. Um, so that'll be a little a little battle there. And they're also going to play. Um, uh, uh, I know I think they'll play Kearney. I thought they were going to play San Diego, but I, I guess they're not. But Coronado, I was able to uh, do a phone interview with Coach Hines. We all know Coach Hines. This dude is awesome, hilarious, inspirational. Um, you add your own adjective there, but uh, he was cracking me up. You know, that program's been around 100 seasons. Um, you know, they didn't get their first half championship until 85. Um, you know, but right before the 2017, like you said, they, they hired Coach Hines. You know, he, he – Believes in that spread option, high tempo, pounding the rock. Uh, last year they were six of five, um, got a D4 playoff appearance, which is nice. And um, so he basically, you know, he told me the offseason has been great. You know what I mean? And his defensive, he was excited because his D coordinator, Mark Davis, told him, and Davis has been around Coronado for 18 years, and he said they had their best turnout number wise in spring ball in the 18 years that he's been there. Uh, so he's excited. Coach Hines is excited. He's got players out there. Um, his first year he had 50. Last year he had 61. This year they're looking at high 60s, which is great. They've upgraded their field and their training facilities. If you check out his Twitter, uh, you'll see some images and video. You know, they got a nice field. They got a nice uh, gym. I think they're, they, they built the brand new weight room, but they're also – re-roofing the gymnasium so he's kind of in between like he's itching to get in that new weight room and you know Heinz get him in the weight room they're going to be busting butt um in there but he told me his greatest expectation this season uh will just continue to build the culture at uh Coronado um his goal obviously is to do well enough to win league and then take it you know one game from there so uh, at the quarterback position he's got a, a little battle between uh Coulter Milano well actually he his source his quarterback from last season, Colton Milano, moved back to Kansas. Um, so his the, his backup quarterback transferred as well. Ash Bibbs will not be there. So now he said he's got four or five uh hardworking kids who are competing to to be the quarterback at that position. Um he's having fun with the challenge. Um at at, at uh, his the wide receiver position will be James Withoff. He'll be a returning starter in his third year. Um, they're also looking at somebody new at the running back spot. Aiden Delaney is one of the front runners, but he just said they're young across the board uh, defensively as well. Uh, Kai Concepcion, senior captain. Jacob McCannery started last year. Uh, he's a big boy, uh, you know, out there. Uh, he said uh, there may be a couple guys who have a chance to have a breakout season. Dylan Noble is going to be a sophomore, skilled player, wide receiver, DB. Um, and then Jaden Farrar is another returning sophomore as a DB, also trying out for that running back position. But um, he says just youth, you know. One of his biggest challenges will be, um, you know, just trying to recreate the culture and, and kind of building from the ground up. La Jolla Country Day versus Mountain Empire. What do you got on that one? Uh, as far as that, that game goes, La Jolla Country Day, um, you know, rough season last year. Um, so the, the, their new model in 2019 is tunnel vision. Uh, they're not going to let anything distract them this year. You know, they're trying to win a league title, get to the Seattle playoffs like everybody. Uh, and so they got a couple of seniors who actually as freshmen 
um, teamed up and, uh, you know, we're at a big year. They were, uh, you know, I believe in 2016, they were division five state title, uh, runner up. They were 12 and four. Uh, so coach Tyler Hill says they're trying to get work hard, get back to that level. Um, they've reached out, you know, doing the, what they, what coaches like to say, recruiting in their own hallway. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to get some of those guys that haven't played before, um, you know, you know, grab a, maybe grab a shortstop from the baseball team and jump on a tall wide receiver from the basketball team. And, uh, but he's got a couple seniors, Nick Albert, Nicholas Albert and Zach Algood. Uh, you know, they play both sides of the ball. Um, they, uh, Albert can be used as running back wide receiver. Um, and, uh, all good, uh, is on defense. He's, he's a good linebacker, had, a uh, 97 tackles last year, you know, five tackles for a loss, two interceptions. Um, actually that was Nicholas Albert, um, on that, uh, all good actually was the leading tackler. Uh, he, he, he notched 134 tackles. That kid's a little bigger. All good's like a six foot five linebacker playmaker on defense. So. You got some good guys up in there. Um, he's got offers from John Hopkins University. That'd be Zach Allegood and also University of Chicago. Uh, so he'll be good. He's also the team starting left tackle. Um, they're moved over to the Pacific League, switching places with Tri-City Christian. And, uh, you know, I look forward to that. Um, not too much information myself on Mountain Empire. Well, I'll jump Maybe in there. I'll, I'll jump in on the Mountain Empire part. And I will say that um... – this will be meet the new Mountain Empire. Uh, last season, they graduated all but 174 receiving yards and 101 rushing yards. So wow. everybody on, on that side of the ball has graduated. Uh, they graduated all but two of their 27 sacks. They graduated all but 38 of their tackles. Um, this will be an opportunity to see uh, really, truly a team in transition. Uh, but I will say, though, that we talk very often, uh, the term culture is thrown around uh, about programs and building the culture and building the culture. And I think that a lot of the times we don't see it working in real time. It's just something that is sort of a term used in the abstract, but we're very much seeing this happen right now in the real time. Last year was the first year, if I, I believe I have this correct, last year was the first year since 2013 that Mountain Empire had had a team above 500. So the rebuild happened in, in a, in a, in a one-year span. The program is headed. They were undefeated in league last year. So the building blocks are there. The question is now, how quickly can they replace all of them? Our last game, though, right. is filled with tons of fireworks. Lincoln versus San Marcos. Lincoln last year wins a CIF section championship, makes a run to a state championship game. San Marcos every single year uh, is in that avocado league, top of the county mix. They have a new coach this year, so tons of plot lines and, and drama surrounding this one. And, I mean, this is going to, be a great nightcap for two days of football, but this is also still only a scrimmage, so my mind is a little bit blown by the fact that we got such a marquee matchup happening this early in the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lincoln moving up to D1. I mean, what they've done over there is phenomenal. I absolutely love it being down there in the City League. Um, I, it's an amazing, amazing squad, great coaching staff. 
ton of talent. Kashawn Smith, senior wide receiver, Darius De Los Reyes, um, you know, Kenneth Stevenson, Chris Davila, Tyler Jensen, Xavier Hamlet. I mean, we could just go on and on and on, you know, about some of these kids over here. And um, their goal is to be champions. Um, they're actually in the Western League. Uh, so they've got a tough, tough schedule, you know, Saints, Point Loma, Cathedral, Madison, right? In that same, yep. uh, you know, league, that's that's going to be tough, but that's going to be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them this year and, and what they have to offer. Um, San Marcos, that's going to be fun. That's going to be interesting. Um, I know over the last five years, they've really loved having Coach Tex there over there. He's really changed the program around. Um they rebuilt the school two, three years ago. It's brand new. And so he had something really good going over there. And he had a lot of recruits. Um, now you enter a new coach um, from New Hampshire, Coach uh, Derek Stank. And, uh, you know, we spoke with him as well. He's got a young O-line of varsity returners. And they're obviously going to pave the, pave the way for those two big recruits, those two-way, uh, you know, players, Jalen Boehner and Davion Reese. Uh, along with that slot wide receiver, Gavin Cervani, who's been a four-year starter. Uh, you know, Coach Stank likes to call Cervani a real Julian Edelman. Um, Trey Bradford and Mike McDerris will battle for a, another wide receiver spot. Um, at running back, they had big plans for two-way starter Maverick Martin um, to be a running back as well. I know he's battling a knee injury right now. I'm not sure we'll see him until week five or six. Um, you know, but he, he's bulked up. He's got big, better, and he's a good pass threat as well. Um, they were – the quarterback spot was a battle between Emmett Brown and Brock White. But Brock White, who transferred from Madison to San Marcos, transferred back up to um, somewhere in Murrieta. I don't know exactly where. So the, the kid that's going to take it is Emmett Brown as a sophomore. And this is a really good sophomore. Uh, very good arm, strong, huge legs. Um, so can take a hit, very talented, and uh, they're just going to go ahead and throw him in there as the starter. Um, so they'll be ready for that. Um, they've got Jake Boleyn, um, got some size, 6'2", 230, be a linebacker. Um, you know, he, he can also be a tight end, halfback, and Nick Tiefer out there. Uh, so that'll be a battle. I mean, they they play Otai, they play Mira Mesa, they play O-side, El Camino, Torrey, Carlsbad, LCC. Um, and then, of course, uh, my, one of my all-time favorites, the Discovery Bowl, uh, Mission Hills in San Marcos. Uh, you got to come out to one of those games. I think you have been before, but um, if you haven't seen a Discovery Bowl game between Mission Hills and San Marcos, uh, you're missing out. It's a great rivalry there. But this game between Lincoln and San Marcos, um, I'm just as hyped as you. Um, I'm going to love to see, you know, that talent that Lincoln has. And I want to see how San Marcos, you know, open division semis, the last couple of years, I want to see uh, how they've uh, how they've reacted and responded to their new coach. Once again, August 16th and 17th at Hilltop High School, the SDFNL kickoff classic. All you need to do if you want to come watch some great football is bring a can of food. So you get the good karma. You get to donate, give back to the community. Like they said, they've been giving two-plus tons of food to help out the, those in need. You get to watch great football for two days. You get to see previews of teams uh, that are going to be going places, players that are going to be going on to big-time 
Division One programs. There's all sorts of awesome, like, there's just literally no reason to not go check this out. Uh, Eric, where can people follow you and SDFNL, and, and just what sort of social media would you like to plug? You can follow, let me get out SDFNL first, you know, at SDFNL Magazine, and that's for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you also want to follow Montel Allen um, at NBA Sports. Uh, over there, he, he he's connected to SDFNL in a deep way. Um, myself, that would be at WBK Sports. Um, you know, I hawk around the, the football fields. You know, I stalk and uh, try to film some video and try to capture a moment um, in time and try and share back to the community and uh, help these kids uh, get recruited um, and help these kids, uh, you know, make special memories out there. So you can follow me there. I also want to give a shout out to Aaron Tolentino. I believe, I hope that's how you pronounce your name, buddy. Um, but he, we we're working together on doing a little preview for uh, SDFNL Magazine and all the teams. And he contributed to a lot of the information that I just spoke to you about today. Um, so he is at A Tolent 2. So that'll be at A T O L E N T 2. Please follow him up. He uh, is the fourth editor for the Daily Aztec um, over there at San Diego State. Good guy, good writer, and I uh, just want to thank him for uh, providing some of that information for some of these teams out there. I just have to add one little uh, caveat through all of this. Is you say you try to get a moment here and there on video. Uh, you were the best angle of, out, of everybody in San Diego last year of the Jalen <laughs> Dye interception in the postseason uh, for Cathedral Catholic to seal the win against Narbonne. So please don't sell yourself short next time. You get some of the best video clips in San Diego County for the high school football scene. So one more time, SDFNL Magazine, uh, NBA Sports 1, WBK Sports, all those other great, uh, you know, big thanks to Ruben Pena, Montel, you, everybody, Aaron, for all the good work you guys do. The season is just about to get underway, so follow them so you can get nice and plugged in, folks. Thank you very much, Eric, for joining us. Once again, folks, the 16th and 17th at Hilltop High School. Go check out the SDFNL kickoff. Until then, jump around, listen to some other interviews. Go check out the SDFNL content. A lot of great stuff to help you pass the time. Camp is almost here. Get excited, sports fans. We will talk to you sometime soon. Fired up, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you.